Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Joyeux Hanukkah! Et direct de l'aquarium de James Charmin, c'est Foutu Prime, le podcast, avec James Charmin, Craig Ray The Ghost of Danny DeCure et Brendan Dunlop. Cet épisode va à notre fille française préférée, Lionel Messi, et félicitations pour votre septième ballon d'or. Pour le producteur Dan Wong et le voix Jeff Cole, qui fête la commence. Ici, Pierre Laperson. Très bien, très bien, JT. Is that is that an honor of, of Patrick Waugh maybe becoming the GM of the, the Montreal Canadiens? 100%. Yeah? 100%. Hope that happens. C'est le bon opening. That would be a gong show. Not any more of a gong show than the Habs have been for the last 20 years. That's a good point. To be fights. Yeah. What, what, what's the worst the worst hire in, in football history? The one that was just purely done out of you know heart and, and nostalgia? sentimentality that just did not work i'm trying to think a lot of people would say david moyes at united no but that wasn't out of uh nostalgia i mean he had no history at, at united all you got at social but sir alex wanted him to be all you got at social but sir alex wanted him to be the next sir alex it was like he, david moyes became sir alex's baby yeah yeah i know but there's no connection though to the team though you know what i'm saying i think, I think Oli was the one i guess in that regard okay i got you. um i'm trying to think who else Some obvious one. Oh, well, Mar Maradona at Boca Juniors and Maradona at Argentina. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, um, that's that's a good one. Are you surprised that Alan Shearer never got another manager's job after taking charge of Newcastle for those eight doomed games that saw them relegated? That's a good one, too, by the way, Shearer. Yeah, I, 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 think, he, I think he really enjoys the media side mm -hmm. of things, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's less pressure. You could probably make you know, really good money doing the media. Exactly. Round table yep. and far less pressure. Yeah, look at us. Look at look at how much money we're making. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's get Alan Shearer on the show. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll do a little better. I got a microphone here that's worth about I don't know twelve dollars. Twelve dollars? Yeah, plus tax. Probably on Cyber Monday it was twelve dollars. But I do have the uh, the future playoff winners and uh, be wearing this jersey at the World Cup. The Italians. Oh, give over. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Yeah, Pauly Puma over here. Are you are you okay from that? Because uh, no. I, I, I wasn't on the Sunday pod. Not, no. Right? Have you gotten not. over this oh, yet? Great. We'll just relive it then, Wonger. We'll just relive it. All of my pain. Did you get the gears from uh, the two white guys? No, we were gentle, wouldn't we be? We were very gentle. It will be the highest rated TikTok that I've made from our show. And Charmin's sinister <laughs> laugh reacting to the draw that... We'll see Portugal likely play Italy in the final, uh, meaning one of them will not be at Qatar 2022. It's disastrous for all involved. Who's all involved? Like, like, what do you mean by that? All involved? All of us, Charms. Because, Why? Because football is better when Portugal, the World Cup is better when, when Italy and Portugal are there, when the best teams are there. <laughs> Why? So, They're not the this, best team. They in this lost scenario, to Serbia. Shut up, Wonger. In this scenario, <laughs> Portugal wasn't there for years and years and years yes. and years and years, and it seemed to be okay. Since Euro 2000, they're supposed to be there. You know how we talked about if Portugal, if Canada qualify for Qatar, then they're going to be at every World Cup? It's like that. 
So we can't have this interruption here. Let me tell you this. When these tournaments kick off, being World Cups, Euros, and Italy's not there, or Portugal, or England, you know what? No one gives a shit apart from the people who support those teams. I know. No one cares. The tournament goes on. No team transcends the championship. What about a person? No one will give a shit if Portugal's not there, if Ronaldo's not there. Bullshit. Or if Italy's not there. There'll be a great tournament with with or without them. It's always that way. Remember 2018? Yeah, Italy shut down and back in Italy it was a disaster. But you know what? Pretty good tournament. It was an all right tournament. I wasn't I wasn't lamenting the, the lack of the Azuri blue. You're telling me in major tournaments you don't want to see the best players and the best teams? Yeah, I do, but they were not the best teams. They didn't qualify. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Not getting too ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> One of them isn't though. It would be a disaster for FIFA Allegedly. Allegedly. To embark on this on this cultural <laughs> mission. Yeah, allegedly. When North Macedonia wins the pathway C. I'll say this. I, I would much rather see Italy at the World Cup than Portugal this time around, out of the two, simply because Portugal played this dreadful style of football, oh. right? And Italy played this incredible style of football. Now, am I, am I wrong? Well, it wasn't that great after Wembley, was it? They didn't qualify. Yeah, if it was that incredible, they would have been able to beat Northern <laughs> Ireland. Johnny Evans stood in their way. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. No, you're right. You're right. I, I stand corrected there. But as far as what we've seen in recent tournaments, tournament football, the Azuri, Italy, fully deserved Euro, right? And I'm amazed they're in this position. It's, it's crazy that they're in this position, given how great they were in that tournament. Did you see how great Ruben Diaz and Bernardo Silva's goals were for Manchester City against Aston Villa on Wednesday? It's amazing that Portugal are in that situation. Are you just trying to deflect the uh, the topic here away from from the inevitable? No, look, I'm not trying topic. to host the show. The midweek is yours. It's it's you can take the rundown wherever <laughs> we go. I didn't realize it was hers and his. Yeah, it is. It is. We had to give hers to to be on Sunday night. His and hers. Oh, you're the mom and dad of the show. <laughs> Craig, Danny, JC, myself, we're the children. <laughs> we have one great family, I tell you. If you want be, we will go down that that line of topics then. Yes, I did. What a great goal. They're both great goals, actually. But uh the the silver goal was just insane. It was. I mean, you most people are taking a, a touch just to have some type of control and hope that it falls in front of them to be able to smash it with half of the pace, uh, half of the power that he was able to hit that volley. I mean, Greg, Emmy Martinez is, in my mind, one of the best keepers in the world, top three keepers. It's certainly in the Premier League right now, and uh, there's no keeper that had a chance at stopping that. No chance. So how does a player, Craig, how does a team has, you know, Bernardo Silva and Ruben Diaz, how do they not qualify for a, for a World Cup? <laughs> you bastards concentrating on club football <laughs> must be what it is yeah pep wouldn't let them at least ronaldo could be rested by the time those games come around this is the beginning of the black hole where ronaldo is just he's just hovering around it at the moment and it's sucked in there didn't even win the belonda off his whole world falling apart it's pretty wild like you know would he be looking to change National allegiances to be able to play in Qatar. I have another chance, but all of a sudden he's pushing through that Brazilian passport. Rugby's now allowing that. Eh? They just passed a new law in rugby that if you've been, um, I think they call it international sedentary for three years. So say you play for England, for example, and you got dropped and hadn't played for three years, you can then change national allegiances, assuming you have the passport, the right documentation. After three years. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure I agree with it. I still don't like that, but. I wonder if football follows suit at some point. Well, doesn't football hasn't football made that addendum, and that was the Tamori situation, where if you've been capped once, but three years go by, then you're eligible to change. Was it three years? Was that what it was? I believe that's what it was. That was the excitement that Canadian fans had for Tamori. It's competitive or friendly, right? I think a friendly, if you get capped in, you can then change still, right? I think that's what it is. Exactly. But you can't play a competitive game. Wilfred Zaha, two England appearances, 2012 and 2013. And then Against his first. Whom? Are they friendlies? They must be friendlies, then, right? Like, how much of a road do we really have to go down here? Plenty. Well, that's a very important uh, part of it. Friendlies don't count. Do you think anyone's enjoying this show? No. Do they ever? <laughs> as, as we go through on Wikipedia to tell you what happened, it was. Apart from my boys, Starkey and Simonate. Apart from them, no one enjoys it. Dave Starkey, Alan Scholes, legend. It's Scholesy. Yep, Scholesy. You've got you you you're giving them all nicknames, hey, Sharms. <laughs> all three of them. 
I think these guys we could definitely have a pint with, and they'd fit in just fine. What's uh, Simonite's name? What do you call him? Dougie. Dougie. And yeah. David Starkey? Or D-Bomb. I like D-Bomb for, for Dougie Simonite. D-Bomb. I never got mm. that. You guys had a Stocks. bunch of... Starkey. And there's Bergman. Bergman in the garage. That's right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Bergman in the garage, yeah. And he's a real person, too. I met him. An actual real person. Oh, you did? Bergie. Where'd you meet yeah, him? Yeah, at a York United game. Oh, Great fantastic. Leg. He he was talking about being up in the Kawarthas. That's quite a drive. <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah, I don't know. Jeez. York is quite a drive when you're driving from East York. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Man, York shouldn't exist up there. That's ridiculous. It is a bit crazy. York region or the team? The team. that like <laughs> Going north is ridiculous. You and I live what should be about a 15-minute drive, and it takes us an hour to get to each other's house. Yeah, that's why, you know, fellas, it's time you moved out to the suburbs. It's just easier. It's, a, it's an easier way of life. You can get Toronto in, in just the same amount of time as you two have to commute between your houses. People people don't see Sharms. He's given up. He's <laughs> he's literally moved out to Pickering. Yeah, relic. I haven't taken this to abuse for wearing the toque on Sunday. I haven't taken it off or shaven since Sunday. Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, you got a flaky pie empire growing, <laughs> and uh, you're wearing a black cap. That looks like, uh, like I, I said that Danny looked like a penis. Uh, his, You look like a penis with a con- black condom on Do I? right now. Yeah, with glasses. There you go. Perfect. He looks like a, you look like a burglar. Just a toot, for Christ's sakes. A burglar, a burglar from the 70s. Yeah. Remember every burglar wore a cap? A cap burglar. What the? Uh, and the tightest pants, the tightest black slacks. <laughs> did, uh, did Leo Messi steal the Belinda Ore this past week? The politics and football. What a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> You're in a bad mood today, B, aren't you? He's not wrong, though. Lewandowski should have won a Ballon d'Or over the last 20 months, okay? So if you want to consolidate the last two years, then I think it needed to be consolidated fairly. And just because everyone felt great for Messi because he won a Copa America that shouldn't have been played because the coronavirus pandemic was ravaging South America, we give it to Messi for recency bias. And because we all feel bad that his career is in the toilet now that he's gone to PSG. So Italy shouldn't have won the Euro on that, based on that. What do you mean? There shouldn't have been a Euro Cup this, this year. Because, no, the coronavirus pandemic was in a different situation in parts of Europe. Jesus. But in South America, no, if you remember, Wonger, let's go through the fact files, okay? <laughs> First off, Wilfred Zaha played in a friendly against Sweden in 2012. Roy Hodgson was the manager, and that's why he played. Then he got another chance as a substitute. He came on uh, in some other game in November. There you go. Are you, the, are you Raymond from Rain Man in this group? <laughs> Maybe. Are you literally the Dustin Hoffman character? He's all high on those uh, those night nurses because his snivels. <laughs> night nurses. He's like taking a bunch of pills and lem sips and all that stuff. Oh, I like that. That's so British. I love lem sips. Fantastic. So British. What would he call? What is it called here? Neo citron. Neo citron. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, lem sips. Two of those yeah. before bed, you get all snuggly and warm and get some crazy ass dreams. Yeah. You know what? I haven't had one of those on no? this sixth stretch. I should do that. I don't recommend you snort it. Okay. Learned experience. <laughs> Back to uh, the blonde ore. So, yeah, I think we're in agreement here, eh, Craig? That, I mean, Messi, looking at his numbers in 2021, right? He had 41 goals, which is still, you know, just fantastic. Ronaldo had 43 goals. Mo Salah, 34. Mbappe, 45. Lewandowski, 64 goals. 64 goals. He also won, uh, what, the Bundesliga yeah. and the German Super Cup. He won trophies. German Cup. After being ripped off the year before. The Super Duper Cup. World Club Cup. Yep. Don't write off the Copa del Rey, guys. It's a big tournament in Spain. Just ask them. Champions League. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It is. And even uh, Messi seemed almost a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. And he mentioned uh, Lewandowski in his speech as well. So, yeah. Yeah, but when it comes down to who cares? We have these individual awards in team sports, right? It's all a popularity contest. Yeah, the individual awards are all yeah subjective. But you know, I think they will give it to Lewandowski for 2020. I really do think they're going to make that decision. Yeah, like retroactively. Yeah, yeah. Is that being discussed? They haven't ruled it out, and I think they will. I think there'll be enough pressure. But that's a bit like. You know, winning the gold medal a year later because the gold medalist was done for drugs and you'd won the silver. Yeah. It's just not the same, is it? Great point. I think I'd take it. 
<laughs> I wouldn't say no to it. It's like winning promotion. It's like winning promotion automatically and not having their big bet Wembley. I mean, hold on a minute. He deserved it. He deserved it. He was pretty. He, he was deserving of it. I. I don't think anybody really disagrees with that. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> no, I don't. Give it to him. Just because they didn't vote, they're like, "Well, we didn't vote." Well, all right. I want Wonger's take. Why? Why do you want Wonger's take? Because you're part of the conversation. Well, look. I'm always Lewandowski has deserved it. I have no problem with Messi winning it, but Ronaldo really <laughs> yeah, it should have been. I mean, what was he seventh or sixth? Mo Salah was seventh. He was sixth. Like it, this is the Golden Globes of awards, right? For sports, it's literally the Oscars. Yeah, it's like who do you think? It's not about what you just did. It's about who deserved what at the time. Well, it's not just a, right, like bullshit. Not deserved at what at the time. Sorry, like this aggregate. Oh, this guy's been so good for so long. He deserves it. Yeah. Well, there's the award is more than just the football player itself. There's quite there's three criteria. Okay, give me. Um, one's a footballer. The other ones, I can't. I can't remember. I'll find out. But there, there, there's uh, like, it, Messi's right. Like, it's it's what you're like as a person, and what you're off the field, and fair play, and all these things come into into play. Benzema is not no. going to win it. <laughs> no, Benzema was never going to win it. You're right. He was, was one of the finalists, though. Yeah. What number was he? What did he finish? B. It was fourth, wasn't it? Was he fourth? Yeah, fourth. But that's because he set up his. Uh, his colleague, he would have been, you know, number one had he not done that. Mm-hmm. He scored. He scored again today. He's had a great year. There's no doubt. Take Real Madrid to seven points clear at the top. It's weird having midweek football at the beginning of December, like league football. I didn't even realize La Liga was playing midweek. Were they all these all these Premier League games to dine on? <laughs> I had no idea. I just saw the Prem. I didn't realize that there's other league games there today. Oh yeah, so there were. That's how most people view our professional careers in football, Charms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are still on? Huh. I, mean, I, I love the fact that the Prem's kicking into busy season. That's um, not what I meant. I meant that we only have our eyes on the Prem because you're English. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we do. That's what we do. We, we'll occasionally you know, tackle topics in other leagues, but if you're a big Serie A fan, not the podcast for you. Go somewhere else. Don't whine. <laughs> Certainly if you're a Portuguese Superliga fan, Probably not the right podcast for you. Yeah, it's true. Where's the Liganosh, guys? Where's more Liganosh? The the black condom penis is talking. What the hell? Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know, because we're doing it virtually. You're all brave now, eh? Want to just lash out at the the black condom guy? <laughs> hat condom. Let's just be clear. Hat condom. Hey, at least he's being safe. Come on now. Yes. Yeah, exactly. No more children, charms. Is that it? <laughs> oh, it's definitely it. <laughs> I took a great picture of this. <laughs> you took a picture of what? Hey, the screen, Gregor? so people can see your oh. hat. Gregor, what's uh, that like any different to any other kind of two? Did you did we figure out yeah. what the other two two things were? So one was a footballer. Huh? One's a good guy, and the third. Yeah, I'm getting there. Uses public transit. What is it? No scandal. Sheet. Supports the environment. Here it is. Number one, individual and collective performances during the year. Number two, player class, talent, and fair play. Number three, player's career. Oh. So it does come into play longevity. That's ridiculous, don't you think? Then those two guys should have been winning it for the last 20 years. They have basically they have, though, I right? Know. I mean, close enough anyway. Well, but, I mean, has- that is ridiculous to me. It shouldn't be at longevity. I mean, what if some, some rookie, what if? I know Jay Spearing pops up <laughs> and scores 86 goals in a year, you know, and leads England to a World Cup. Oh, no, sorry. Hasn't got the, uh, the, the CV. Can't give him the award. It's ridiculous. Well, this is a conversation that people say all the time about these international goal-scoring stars, right? The, uh, I, I should know his name, but the, there's a, a player in India that's scored 100 goals. Who was that? Well, I, if I knew, I would have said his name already. <laughs> but Ali Dai, no one knew who Ali Dai was until Christine Sinclair broke his broke his record, right? I feel like, uh, and then Ronaldo broke his record. P- people aren't paying attention to not what's not happening in the big leagues at the big time. So that's that's always the case. 
like you could you could look at that list, right? You could look at that that short list at thirty, and they rank them all throughout the day. How is Ruben Diaz twenty eight? Mm-hmm. Look at the season he had. How is that not a top ten season consideration? Because he's a defender. Well, I mean, how many defenders win this award? Cannavaro won it. I didn't even think Cannavaro won it in two thousand and six. Well, I want you guys to name the last time someone other than Ronaldo or Modric. Messi won it. Yeah, Luka Modric. 2018. He's the only one since 2008. And then before that? Before that? Um, that's a good question. It, it sounds like you're taking a poop. Who? Kaka. See, the thing with these, uh, the Bellon Dior as well, it is 180 journalists from around the world that choose from different countries. So, yeah, if it's, it's who's in the news. And the women's one is picked by 50 journalists from around the world who's in the news. I mean, Rapino winning this last one, I guess you could bring her into the other categories, but I don't think she was the top player. World Cup year, though. They got the right one this time, I think. Yeah, Alexia Poteas, the Spaniard, top of her game. Forget the guy's name. The guy that is, is one of the top guys organizing Blonde or called out Ronaldo. Did you see that this week? Saying that he's just trying to beat Messi's record. That's his whole career aspiration. I know this because he told me. <laughs> and Ronaldo was not happy about it at all. In fact, he released a statement. Pouring cold water all over it. Because we know that he's not selfish. And we know that that's not the kind of thing that would motivate him. Are you going to read us the statement in Portuguese? <laughs> I haven't got it here. <laughs> I was really looking forward to. You would think a guy like Ronaldo and everything he's been successful doing, playing, you think his life would be just perfect, but even he's going to take this shit. <laughs> yep. Can't avoid it. Right? Can't avoid it. Pascal Ferre is the uh, organizer of the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. I was surprised that Ronaldo had felt the need to release a big statement like that, though. I mean, these stories come out all the time where celebrities are, you know, dr- drifted down this bad narrative. For him to, to write four paragraphs on Instagram saying how much he respects the competition and respects his competition and Messi and that that's not his motivation. He's just motivated to be a better player for his team. He struck a chord, no? Didn't he, uh, he, didn't he put out a statement when he was being linked with moves to various clubs this past summer as well? He Denying did. everything. Another four-paragraph thing, but never once talking about his future at Juventus. No, I know. It was a really weird one, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like he protests too much and then something happens. But uh, you think there'd be other certain issues in his life that he'd be happy to release statements denying, but hasn't done that yet either. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Elsewhere today in the Premier League, Southampton 2, Leicester 2, Watford 1, Chelsea 2, West Ham 1, Brighton and Hove Albion 1, Wolves 0, Burnley 0. So, guys, I watched – I'm jumping in for a sec. I watched the Brighton-West Ham game for Craig because I, I knew he wasn't watching it. Like, for him because he couldn't do it? Yeah. You're going to help him find out what happened? I, well, you know, I got to help the guy out. Thanks, buddy. Brighton scored with in the 88th minute, I think, on a bicycle kick. Neil Mopay. 89th. 89th. And I, it was awesome. And uh, the – I think it's Sanchez was the goalie for Brighton. He played amazing. And a really good game. I didn't know which game to watch, except Liverpool was trouncing. I think it was like the cur- a hot curry through my colon through Everton. Was that what the <laughs> line was? Um, just a, uh, Neil Mopay was was a goal scorer for Brian, a guy who who had that terrible miss in the weekend, and we made fun of him on Sunday's podcast. We did. <laughs> now he does that with an incredible finish. It was, he had the worst day ever. Like he got himself in good positions, to be fair, and then he then he comes up with that. And he, he missed, like, three sitters. <laughs> He's got the ability, right? West Ham now uh, winless in, in three games, right? Two losses in the draw. Wheels are falling off. What are you trying to say? That the wheels are falling off West Ham? <laughs> it's a big ass to stay in the top four. I mean, they're still fourth, right? They're just 10 points adrift and yeah. completely out of the title race, which we never thought that they were in to begin with. Rafa Benitez. Oh, they haven't won in two months. The next game's coming up. It's a tough schedule for from I think Palace after this weekend. Palace, then I think it's City and then Chelsea or something. And I forget who's this weekend. But anyway, how long does Rafa get left at Everton? The way he's 
you know, teams playing. I know they're riveted by, by injuries right now and slowly but surely they are getting healthier, but they're still missing some key players. Mina, he's still out. Um, Calvert-Lewin's still out. He's being just crushed through injuries, which isn't his fault, but you know, it's Everton, right? They're not that patient. How long, Craig? Uh, I think they'll give him a longer leash because um, he's uh, a new hire, and I don't think they want to be firing anybody anytime soon, and because of the injuries as well. But he started off well. He did. <laughs> yeah, so did Carlo last season. That happened last year too, though. So, yeah, it's a difficult one. They they need everybody fit and healthy. They haven't got a deep squad uh, to to fill those gaps and and holes that those players that are uh, that are injured. He's not the problem, right? The problem's at the top. I mean, they've spent half a billion dollars in the last five years. Mm-hmm. But look at some of the deals that they've made. You know, Moise Keane, who I thought was a steal. I was so furious that he ended up at a club like Everton and, you know, Aston Villa were in no position to land a player like that. Didn't work out at Everton. They loaned him to PSG. was great. It's earned him another loan move back to Juventus. And, you know, Everton out were out that money for acquiring him in the first place he might never play for the toffees again they they might be lucky to be able to sell him for what they paid for him alex awobi they spent 30 plus million on him that what an awful signing that's turned out to be hames spent a lot of money on hames and now he's off in qatar they're not going to fire rafa but rafa's not the problem i think they might fire rafa honestly i just because the fans have never really embraced him because you know why and just the, the record at some point has got to give right. They've got Arsenal next, by the way. It's Arsenal. Sorry. Yeah, Arsenal next. And then they have uh, Palace, which is tough, obviously. Then they have Chelsea. And then after that, uh, there's someone else very tough. Uh, oh, it's Leicester. Well, they should be Leicester. That's a tough run. Yeah, it is. So, you know, you, you lose two of those three games, right? And we're into Christmas fixtures. <laughs> and you're going to be very close to the relegation zone. I think they'll be sucked into it. You're right. I mean, I, I'm not saying that Rafa's safe. I just think that, you know, these owners, if that's the right decision to fire Rafa, these owners don't have a track record of making the right decision. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they, they can do a swap deal with Eddie Howe at Newcastle because that's where Rafa wants to be, right? Oof. Back in Newcastle. <laughs> they love him there, right? He's a, he's a legend. When that hire went through, when the sale went through, do you think Rafa thought, Shit, I can't believe I'm stuck in this job in Merseyside and now it's available there with all of the money. He must have been. He must have been, right? I think he must have been. He's a smart guy. He must have done his due diligence. He must have thought that sale wasn't going to happen or something. Otherwise, he could have been more patient and could have had that job. I don't think it looked like the sale was going to happen, though. Well, it fell Even apart, when, remember? A few times, yeah. yeah. Even and, and look how it came together because they sorted out their copyright infringement. In the country, give over. Yeah. I don't think anyone thought that that deal was actually going to happen until it until it did. Yeah. Wow. Power. Yeah. We, we're lacking energy today, I think, aren't we? Is it because I'm sick, guys? I'm tired too, actually. Mm-hmm. JC, bring some energy into the pot, can you? Do something. Well, listen, guys. Perhaps it's time for us to get up and shake out those sillies. You know, we're feeling a little. Down. So why don't we all seriously? Let's take a moment. Let's stand up. You know, put your junk in front of the camera and just move around a little bit. Okay, do a little dance. Snap your fingers, then sit back down. And now we're back in the game, just like you would on the, the old football pitch there when Craiger would go out there and say, "Come on, team, let's do this." My gloves smell like urine. Let's get on and let's let's save some balls and kick some nets, etc. So, uh, okay, so how are we feeling now? We good? Okay, cool. No, I like that. Yeah. I, I want to ask Craig go. some questions. Yes. Craiger, what? what's the worst thing you ever said to a teammate? You know when I see you all fired up in those old where you'd fl- flip a switch? What's the worst thing you ever said to your teammate? On those old VHS tapes? Yeah, in your 4-3 aspect ratio. <laughs> the worst thing I ever said to anybody? To a teammate, though. And did you yeah. ever apologize or no? But I remember given did when it, given Mark Watson playing for Canada, he, he was dwelling on the ball and in the corner, and he ended up fucking giving away a soft corner. And I, I can't remember what I said to him, but I just berated him. Yes, you can. You can remember some of it. Well, was, you fucking idiots! It's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You brain dead dummy. So he, he he turned around. He actually went. He gave it the finger. He gave me the. He, he actually. <laughs> Gave me the finger. 
And then I started laughing. And as he started walking back from the corner flag to defend the corner, I'm like laughing going, what the fuck? You just gave me the finger? Nobody's <laughs> ever actually gave me the finger before. My own teammate. You, you just say fuck <laughs> off or whatever. No, but it was the, it was the finger. So Mark Watson, <laughs> he got the wrath of Craig Forrest. Yeah. Did you ever see any 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 teammates reduced to tears in, in the locker room because of someone berating them? Like literally <laughs> crying. In the youth team, I've seen a youth kid cry. Back in the, you know, that old English, you know, system of, you know, just hammer them into the ground to make them, to, to inspire them. Like that, you know, yell and scream and tell everybody how useless you are. And if, I mean... Bobby Ferguson, who was at, uh, who followed on from Sir Bobby Robson, was a great coach, but as a manager, he just couldn't handle it. Like, just, you know, you just hammer guys. And then it would be like, as you're walking out the door, it would be like, go enjoy it, my babies. It's the best time of your lives. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you, you just said we're never going to play for you again if you fuck up. Like, but with, with, the, with the coaches and, uh, t- times in the room where your coach, be it be it Bobby Ferguson, whoever's giving like this, his rallying cry, so to speak, this this pep talk, and you're all leaving for the pitch, just saying to yourselves, "What a fucking idiot!" Like we didn't get anything from that at all. It didn't motivate us one ounce. Ninety percent of the time, <laughs> yeah. So we've had a lot of we've had a lot of turnover on coaches and managers lately. Craiger, have you ever had? a manager who was you knew was on the line every game you played and did you guys just watch him on the on the sideline like someone so close to getting fired or just dropped oh yeah and w- when you stare like every manager i played under every everybody's if they're all the same you're four or five results away from you know looking over your shoulder yeah but that's four or five were you ever one game away like these guys have been when when they were like with Oli. Like Ollie at Norwich, yeah. yeah, 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 sure. Who Lots. who was that? Who were they? Well, Harry at West Ham, and then Glenn Rhoda came in, and then John Duncan at Ipswich, George Burley at Ipswich, John Lyle. Like that was a shocker. Really, they should have never let him go. Not his fault. He was great. I, I think you know, what, I think like sports media especially sports media and radio is the same kind of thing nowadays that, you know, whoever your boss is, you know, they're like just like four or five bad, bad ratings periods from being fired because they get canceled often nowadays. You're very similar, right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fair. It seems like, I think for some of these guys that the, the ratings don't even matter. It's just, uh, however that boss feels about their own job at some point, right? Yeah. At that point when the, uh, when the call comes from the telecom giant that, yeah, we're going to reduce our staff based on international business practices. <laughs> well, that's it, right? I think they're all looking in a corporation like Rogers and Bell. They're all looking over their shoulder mm-hmm. as well. Like we talk about our level, but, you know, you get to a couple management levels and it's like, hmm, maybe I'm making too much money. FS- <laughs> FSG were, were apparently looking into buying MLSE or at least investing heavily in MLSE. Uh, really? A few months ago, and obviously they've gone to the Penguins instead, right? But they, from what I read this week, they were looking very seriously into getting involved in in the sports conglomerate, this side of the border. Didn't happen, though, for the Penguins instead, but that would have been really interesting. 900 million. Hmm? 900 million they bought the, the Penguins for. Yeah. Close to a billion dollars. But that's cheap in comparison to North American sports franchises now. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what would MLSE be? That would have been a oh, the whole thing? For all, full control. You're looking at f- between three and five billion. Yeah, probably. I would think so. I think the Leafs alone are worth two, aren't they? I think it's two bill, the highest um, valued yeah. hockey team. I, and yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't see Rodgers and Bell wanting out of that completely. No, but at some point, I mean, it's just a weird marriage, right? Isn't it? And at some point, you wonder if push is going to come to a shove and they're going to say, okay, we've got a divorce here. Also, what about the fact that, okay, Rogers is throwing out this $5.2 billion deal and clearly overspent. Looking at the demographics of hockey and where is it going to be in 10, 20 years? 
it's already a rich white man's sport for the athletes. The fans are getting older and the demographics are changing. So maybe now is a good time to sell them. Yeah, maybe. It's the way, I mean, you, if you go to a Leaf game, I mean, honestly, you couldn't, you paid me a hundred bucks. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I don't think I'd go. It's freaking awful. Well, I, I would, if you paid me a hundred bucks, I'd be there in a second. It's horrible. I know. I know. But. I don't like, I don't like watching a hockey game. The boards, I'd rather watch it on TV. And then I saw basketball courtside before. Lucky enough to get courtsides. Uh, back in the day when I was at Sportsnet, they some employees would get some courtsides. I was fortunate enough to get them. And that's how things work in the marketing floors, eh? Charmin, not in the newsroom. Yeah, that's no how kidding. things work <laughs> up in the sales department where people are slaving. I got turned down so many times. No, no, I was, mar- I was marketing and sales. I, I, I did a bridge. But the big thing was it was such an fun game to watch courtside. Then I got them mid-court, but about 40 stands up. It was amazing lower bowl. There's really not a you know a place in a and even I fight, feel this with baseball too. I think you can watch a baseball game anywhere at the Rogers Center and still feel like you're part of it. Whereas that hockey, that rink and the and the just the glass creates a ba- a barrier and a boundary to getting mm-hmm. into it a little bit for me. Yeah, it's true. And even like depending where you're sitting, your angle if you're down low and you're looking through the plexiglass down the it's all distorted. Yeah. And now they've got the big net behind that you can see through it. So my buddy's got tickets behind, high up behind the net. And after looking through that mesh, like after. Your eyes can get wiggy, can't they? I know. The depth perception gets kind of weird. Yeah. Bring back the glass back in the day, like when I jumped the boards in 1982, when the Islanders won the Stanley Cup. The the glass was only about yay high on the side and behind it was, you know. You have to defend yourself. Well, you're Canada's tallest man. You're in the Canada Book of Records. You're seven foot six, aren't you? Just put one leg over and you're over the top of it. Corey O'Hanley at TSN found, because I said we were all on the ice, and he was like, what? Like, and I, So he found the footage, and it was like, yeah, there was, there was people all over the ice, kids, mostly young kids. And we actually could see where I jumped over, but the camera was following i don't know who it was billy smith or somebody with the stanley cup and my buddies the first they were the first two over i was the last one you could see them clearly come over <laughs> and then the camera went in and he, i was just i had i had to ask of my pants being held by the steward so you were on trying TV that you could see yourself on tv no you could just see my two buddies jump over then, and then i was just kind of behind them and then it just went by and and then there's some other shots but I can't. It's pretty hard to tell. It wasn't in. You made it on the ice, though. Oh, fuck yeah. You ice rink invader, you. Yeah. And then I sat next to Billy Smith at a, uh, I don't know what it was, some function. And uh, it was great chatting to him about that in those days, the Islanders dynasty. Smoking, smoking in beers before games. I bet you are. I can guarantee you're the only former Premier League footballer to ever jump the glass. At a Stanley Cup winning game, there's no one else. Like, I mean, maybe I'm, su- maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe, you know, Jay Spearing, to throw his name out there for a second time, did it. Well, you can't get over the glass now. You, I mean, you need a step ladder. <laughs> there might be some footage of Brad Friedel jumping the ice in New Jersey maybe. when the Devils won the Cup in the early 2000s. You, you would miss him. So, is, is hockey is hockey the worst sporting spectacle to watch live? Well, of all sports. Is it the worst? American football. And what's the best? Obviously, forget, if we put all, all our allegiances aside, what we love about sport, yeah. be it we're football fans or we're baseball, whatever, what well, is the best to actually watch and immerse yourself in the atmosphere and understand what's happening and what's the worst? I think it could well, be hockey could be yeah. the worst because of what you said there, the barrier. NFL football is by far the worst live experience. Mm-hmm. It boggles my mind that they still sell out and in college football that they, you know, 100,000 seats. Co- college football is different because of what it represents regionally, and I understand why people would go and put up with it. And the ticket prices are much more affordable, right? It's a, it's a different thing. But if you're paying NFL ticket prices, when we got to a point of pandemic where they were allowing fans back in, I didn't understand why these fans felt as though, oh, I can't wait to go back and pay the same, if not more, in ticket prices to sit in this stadium 
with you know half capacity to watch this in person. NFL football with all the stops and starts, mm. how removed you are, how much is happening on that field with 22 players, it's much more difficult to mm-hmm. follow than 22 players in a soccer game. So many stoppers. St- you know, I'll, I'll go one better from you. Okay, not the NFL, CFL football is actually even worse. Well, I would argue CFL football is better because there's less stoppages yeah, because you only have three downs. It actually, it moves a lot quicker. NFL feels so much slower. Yeah, it does feel slower. You better kick so much more. JC? I, I got to tell you the whole thing about the old uh, CFL. I won 50-yard uh, line tickets to the uh, um, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Is that it? Saskatchewan Rough Riders? That's it. Uh, versus the uh, Toronto Argonauts. And this was about in 2009 or 2008. This is when they were still playing at the Skydome. Uh, I call it the Skydome because that's what it'll always be to me. So I got these tickets and I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And, it was, and a guy that I work with, we went together. We're like, dude, I got an idea. I'm like, why don't we take these tickets? These are like front row, 50 yard line. Why don't we sell these to one of those scalpers? And they just go drink in the bar and then save the rest. You know, we can, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, it's a great idea. So we found the group of scalpers, you know, these guys that are just, they're made of steel. They're stone made of steel, but also you feel like you could like poke right through them. You know what I mean? Like they're just kind of greasy in that way, but in a great way. I would never mess with them because they're just so, and they stick together. Like it's a camaraderie thing. And I love it. Nigel would poke right through them. They're like bike couriers though. You don't want to mess with them. No, never ever. And then their shorts are so high. Those bike couriers. I'll tell you what. And they have those weird hats with the brims. Anyway, we went to a scalper. We're like, Hey man, we got these, uh, got these two like 50 yard line front row tickets. What, what do you got? He's like, yeah, I'll give you a five for the pair. We're like 500. This is it. Oh my God. Let's go get a sweep. Like at like jackasses across. He's like, no, no, five bucks. Like we're like, excuse me. He's <laughs> like, yeah. Well, how about 10? I'm like, 10, like 10 bucks for, for like, these are 50 yards. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, I got, I got things to do. I'll, I'll give you 10 bucks. We're like, well, this is stupid. We're like, well, this is just ridiculous. We tried another guy. Same thing. He's like, no, I don't even want him. Like, wow. We ended up going to the game and we sat there in the Sky Dome and the, the Saskatchewan fans were everywhere and they were just wild and having a great time. But there was maybe 500 fans for Toronto. And then mm-hmm. about, I'd say, in the second uh, quarter, we're like, forget this. We ended up going to the bar. But like, it's so sad that it really is very mm-hmm. exciting. Like, I'm not going to lie. The play was really, really good. The fans just weren't there. Yeah, I think it all depends. I mean, you can see, I mean, the worst. NFL game I ever saw was the Super Bowl in 2004, I think, Seattle against Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. It was just fucking worst event ever. I, was, I mean, I was hung over to beat hell anyway because Lee Godfrey, we stopped in Sarnia and had a few drinks, a few too many, and then drove across the border, go to the Super Bowl. I went with this. I was by, I had one ticket. This is a guy I knew in Vancouver. Couldn't go. There's a couple guys from... Uh, from uh what do you call it uh microsoft sitting next to me develop something you know so i'm sitting five five yard line five rows up and that was cool because you could see the players when they're coming out warming up and all that game started you can't see shit they did like a flea flicker and they were running around there was so much running around i couldn't tell whether they were make they made 50 yards or they lost two Right, and there's so many interruptions. This is what I mean, which is the, the difference. Like in the CFL, they're not taking the TV timeouts the same way. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's changed now with injuries being like a forced stoppage. Uh, or in, in NFL, it's an instant commercial break. So there's two minutes of stoppage. The live experience is, is not good. Last Sunday, uh, I, bought, I got up, watched, I forget who, there were the two Premier League games in a row. They were great. Then... MLS came on like first there was uh so it was Real uh Real Salt Lake versus Sporting I think at two on ABC I also yep. had football going on CFL and NFL it was a bounty but going back to MLS uh and New York Football Club beat New England but mm-hmm. Tejon, how long does Tejon into the season wait I think. to go to Bruges? Into the season, yeah. No, it's end of the season though. Yeah, I'm assuming it's I'm assuming it's end of his team season. Yeah, would it not be? I would think. And are they still in the? Remember, we were talking about the Champions League. Are Bruges still in the running? I forget what their numbers are. 
Because I just kind of went, we joked about him, and I remember Sharon's going, well, they won't be good still. They won't be in it. But Tejan's going to go from New England, the Revolution, to Bruges. But I like I had the best day on Sunday. And I took a gummy in the morning, like uh, 12, at around <laughs> 11, 30, 12, and just watched. I got a heater. It was cold, so I got a heater right by, by me. I was like I was on a instant Neo Citroen. It was fantastic. Okay, Wonga, I hate to break it to you. It wasn't the sport that was good. It was the fact that you were, you know, it was overtime it was. for the Saskatchewan, uh, Saskatchewan Calgary game. I'm with you, man. Yeah, you're not, you're not selling me on it. No, still. CFL playoff football is exciting as all hell. It's just a firecracker. You never know what's going to happen. And then the crossover where you got Saskatchewan playing against Toronto in the East <laughs> final, and you just get to cheer East. Okay, can we stop right now? Jesus Christ. Tell him about Bruges then. Uh, Bruges, yeah, Bruges are now actually they're not going to get out of the group. They're in they're in fourth place and four points there. Since we all forgot what group they were in, City and PSG, yeah, and Leipzig. That's a tough group, tough group, obviously, and uh, they won't be getting out. They could potentially still uh, make the Europa League. They do have PSG to play though in Paris on match day. Yeah, five. so it's unlikely they make the, <laughs> the Europa League. Besiktas is struggling too, aren't they? Ooh, they're they're looking rough. They are. Yeah, they even got a point. You'd be guaranteed like a break, right? A holiday, essentially, two, three weeks or something, I'm sure. Yeah. And then, so whatever the end of his New England appearances requir- like requirements are, right? And then he'd be then he'd be free to go. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I've never heard of a player going, you know, before technically January. Right. Regardless, he, he, his, last, uh, his last game, he, he scored a goal. And, uh, hey, they will miss him because he's going to be something pretty special. I can't believe that they lost on penalties and missed yeah. out on finishing a great season. It's been a weird playoff, isn't it? All the seeds are out. Yeah. yeah. Top seeds are gone. That was an exciting game. That those that final bit of extra time when the goal scorer got sent off with a second yellow card, Castellanos, who had missed a, a chance to win it uh in injury time before ninety minutes were up. Then they go to extra time. He scores the goal. He's the MLS golden boot winner this year, uh Valentin Castellanos. And then he gets sent off. And then they lost their right back to an injury. But because they had used all of their substitution windows, it only subbed four players, but they couldn't sub him on. So they were essentially down 11 v 9 for the last few bits there. And uh, yeah, Tejon had scored that goal to get to the penalties. Then New England lost. It was wild. Well, we've got covered more MLS and more CFL in one show than we've done for a very long time. Can I make one proposition since we're still on this? What's it like to watch games? The Olympic track around these grounds, right, which are very common in South America and we see common in Italy. Uh, I experienced that at the Copa America where because they were afraid of pitch invaders, you also had hockey glass and barbed wire preventing, uh, you know, squaring, rectangling the pitch, I guess, and and dividing the stands in parts. Uh, That's got to be the most wild viewing experience. We were 12 12 rows back and so you're looking through at a third of the pitch through this dirty smeared hockey glass then you've got it capped with barbed wire and spikes at the top then the rest of the pitch that's the strangest experience that was copa america that was copa america brazil mm-hmm. colombia in santiago yeah i guess going down to the south american washington games when you might actually die probably not the greatest fan experience uh, um, surprisingly, my girlfriend is now my wife, despite that experience. But yeah, amazing, trust me, isn't it? while I was there, I thought this could be the end of this. <laughs> this could be. Uh, Wonger, the proposition was you hate hockey, but when was the last time you went to a junior hockey game? Uh, 1983 with my uncle Willie, Ottawa 67s versus the Belleville Bulls. <laughs> Footy Prime Away Day. We're going to the Mississauga Steelheads. Okay, we'll get 960 your boys to set it <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> Go to a Steelheads game because honestly, it's a it's a good night out, man. I would love to go. Let's do it. Can we? Uh, hey, can we go on like a, a work, like a podcast sporting trip? But can we go with with Uncle Willie? Oh, I would. He was a uh, Uncle Willie was a great dude. He died oh, no. uh, I, a month after my dad died cancer. So he can't go. He was the head of the National Parole Board uh, in Canada. And a really? Uh, really sweet wow. guy. I played tennis with him, never beat him once. Like I said, I don't care. Like literally when he first got diagnosed with cancer, I called him and I said, hey, man, I, I want to play tennis with you now. Because <laughs> I think I could have beat him. <laughs> no, you have to wait a no I could have beat him. You have to wait a couple he months. Died. That's amazing. So he laughed. Got really, right really set in. Yeah. Wait, wait, till, wait till he was right on his deathbed. Was his was his last name Wong too? 
No, he's on the Acadian, uh, the French side, even though it's not French. Okay. Gibbs, Willie, Willie Gibbs. No, because that's disappointing. R- Willie Wong had brand new topic of jokes Wong. and stuff. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's a bad name. Willie Wong? Willie Wong. Yeah. Good book, though, when you're like Hey, guys, I sent you for footy picks. I sent you yeah, over. Let's, let's get the picks because this podcast is going nowhere fast. Yeah. So I did do the uh, spreads. So I want B to explain it to us. Look at your. Uh, we have West Ham United hosting Chelsea. Getting 362. So 362. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you going to sing the song? No, I'm going to, I'm not singing the song because Dickio's not here. It's 40 picks. It's 40 picks. It's 40 picks. Sounds better and better every week. Um, so West Ham. Getting 362, hosting Chelsea. The battle of Craig's old clubs. Okay, give the Chelsea are the favorites away. Yeah. They're laying 144, which means for you uneducated betters, if you wanted to win $100, you'd have to wager $144 if you like Chelsea to come away with a winning result. Uh, the draw is some value. You're getting more than 2.5 to 1 at plus 266 for the draw. I, th- I actually quite like the draw there. Okay, so West Ham, you bet a hundred if they're plus three sixty two. So you win three hundred and sixty two yeah. on a hundred. Correct. And then over under is two point five. More than two and a half goals. Yeah. That's a, that's the standard total for most Premier League matches. So the uh you gotta lay a little more juice with the with the under right. because they're not expecting goals there. So if you think it's gonna be two nil or one nil, uh I actually think it's gonna be two one Chelsea. So I would take the over in that situation <laughs> and lay uh, a nickel. It's minus one oh five. Okay. So B's already look at that. He knows what he's talking about. You're we're gonna do a footy prime betting one oh one so we can understand all this stuff. Craiger, you see the numbers. What's what's first of all, who's gonna win? Or give me a score, because that will then detail what we would I'll go do. For the draw. Two two. If we were listening to you. Two two. So so we're going over. The over is two point five. So that would be the over. And the two point two is if we put a hundred dollars down, we'd win two hundred and sixty-six dollars. Yeah. But if you parlay that, if you take the draw and the over, you'd get even more on your parlay. Probably closer Which to is- five to one odds. I like the uh I like the draw too, but I like the under. I like the under there. I just, you know, West Ham, you know, they've, they've, they've slumped a little bit, but as, as Craig keeps telling us, they're actually really good. Chelsea um, are rotating a lot at the moment. They've got a big Champs League game coming up as well this week. Um, mm-hmm. I can see a draw on this one, a low-scoring draw, 1-1. Well, the other thing about this game, I think 7.30 a.m. start, B. Those espresso kickoffs. Dude, this is like hey, old you know school what? for you. Speaking of old school for me, like when I was a teenager, I haven't had coffee or a drink in a week. Why? Because I've been sick. Oh, since uh, well, I guess yeah, Thursday night. The answer and, why you're Thanksgiving sick. dinner, my last glass of wine. No wonder I'm sick. <laughs> you should start drinking coffee and alcohol. Come on, you're just not. You're you're a <laughs> drug addict. and booze, you idiot. Get some Bailey's in that coffee tomorrow oh. morning. Nicotine, <laughs> caffeine. Okay, game two. Game two for footy picks. Slide it. It's three o'clock on Monday. Everton hosting Arsenal. And Everton just got launched today. That was ridiculous. The over under is 2.5. So the under is where you got to lay the juice. That means that they expect it to be under two and a half yep. goals. So minus uh, 128 if you like the under, which is what I would take. Yeah, I like that. I would also take Arsenal because Everton are dreadful. It's going to be 1 0. Maybe I'd say, but uh, I take Arsenal plus one hundred six. Craiger, yeah, I like that. I like that, Denny. One nil uh, Arsenal. Charms, yeah, I'm down with that. I mean, it's hard to know with obviously Arsenal playing United tomorrow, right? So it's it's a difficult one to they lose all their players. Could be a different story entirely, but uh, yeah, I see Arsenal winning this one as well. And Raf is going to be canned within a week. Ooh. Okay, and then last question before we sign off: Best MLS team. Where do they rank? in the English soccer realm? The best MLS team this season or overall ever? No, just be- like best season this year. What? what uh, the- it was New England. They won that Supporters' Shield and they lost in their first, their first time out in the playoffs. Where would the revolution be? Would they be in the Champions League or would they be bottom of the Prem? Or would they be yeah, an MLS MLS hang their hat on, you know, these these touring Premier League sides Hold coming out on the Champions League. That's that's they're nowhere near that. 
He meant the league championship. Sorry. Did you? Yeah, that's what I meant. League championship. Oh. The division below? Yeah. Yes. Great. Yeah. Okay. So thank you. Thank you for translating for me. I speak Wagner. Obrigada. Obrigada. De nada, amigo. Gracias. So, Craig, where would they rank? Oh, that's interesting to me. You know, it's a really difficult one. Uh, people who try to rank MLS and MLS teams uh, with Premier League, but we should probably rank them against the, the best league in the region first, uh, Mexico. Mm. The MLS isn't even in the best uh, league in the region as far as – I don't think an MLS team is yet to win the CONCACAF Champions League. Is, is that right still? I have not. LAS, LAFC uh, looked close, but they, they lost. Ooh, they were close. Montreal. In that bubble. Montreal's been there twice, yeah. Toronto. As an A-League team, Mark Dos Santos took the A-League impact to the final. I remember that. America. I do remember that. Wild. Well, look at Forge is playing Honduras. Is that that's CONCACAF Championship or is that – that's uh, CONCACAF League, League, which is right. the Europa League equivalent of the CONCACAF. Yeah, you know how I feel about that Europa League. Uh, I'm telling you, boys, we're going to go to an <laughs> OHL hockey game, okay? And everything will be great. Forget that. I, I was, my friend of mine was talking uh, with another buddy, and he was saying, oh, uh, my kid was playing hockey the other day, seven-year-old, right? He said, the other team, you know, they were – the, the mom and dads were all shouting like go get them and get them and stick them and all this kind of stuff and he thought it was kind of odd a little aggressive and seven-year-olds and next thing you know during the game one of the kids on this other team just drops the glove pulls his helmet off like rolls up his sleeves and let's fucking go so he end, they end up going toe-to-toe these kids and the guy's like the referee did nothing because they've been told to do nothing because of the pandemic and to leave your hands off the kids. Oh no. <laughs> so the parent had to come up. Parents had to come on the ice and break it. Like it was just like, can you imagine? Like, what are we talking about? Seven-year-olds? Like, so that environment does exist. It does happen in soccer too, from occasionally. <laughs> I mean, I remember some punch-ups when I was a young kid. Parents, my dad, your dad, didn't your dad get in a rumble? Back in the day, him and Fonzie and, and the T-Birds. He laid a guy out at a lacrosse game. <laughs> your dad, your dad's a nutter. Tell us that story. My dad, he's, he's all right. He's got this little red switch. Actually, I've got the little red mist as well. But he, uh, this guy was given, he was a younger guy, a lot younger than my dad at the time. And he was given a brother of one of my uh, teammates, a bunch of hassle, uh, I remember it was out in Richmond, I think. And uh, anyway, outside the arena, they started going at it, and he was bullying the hell out of this guy. So my dad went up, and he said a couple things to my dad, and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) I saw him lay another guy out in front of the bay, too, and go (laughs) quell Because they were they were after that bay uh, the bay sweater that was for the Olympics and your dad wanted yeah. it more Black yeah. Friday sale yeah. ends up on the news. I don't get it. Fucking nuts! No, the toughest knuckles with the tallest kid in all of the Lower Mainland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Groover from Vancouver's dad was the Bruiser from Vancouver. Yeah, love it. Don't fuck with Lauren. <laughs> Before we put a cap on this, uh, I think we should talk Ragnick, guys. We did that on Sunday again. You don't want to get in on Ralph for that? Okay, we don't have to. It was in your rundown. I just thought it was semi-essential. We're an hour already, that's all. Jeez. The enthusiasm from Charm. <laughs> Relic got to go get some freaking logs off the beaches. He's got to go sell weed outside of 7-Eleven right now. Jeez, he's a hash dealer at, an, at one of the old arcades. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give me some, some clear How about you shave, brush your teeth, maybe maybe smile a little, you old grump. I'm smiling. Yeah. I'm telling no, you. Someone broke his, his skateboard doesn't work in the snow, guys. His, his skateboard doesn't work in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> How about a little shout out to Ibra, 40-year-old scored. Look at this guy, Craig Urselia over here. We like we don't have the highlights. <laughs> we're appeasing as Italian fans. Once again, we're guaranteeing them a progression to the World Cup, and now we're talking about Ibra. Ibra's a fucking legend. He is pretty special. The most likable, arrogant dickhead in the world. Agreed. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Relic. Agreed. <laughs> Relic. I'm done. All right, I'm done. Relic. 
we're, we're done with you. <laughs> Go get some logs, relic. You know, he's just jealous that you have <laughs> you have twenty eight hundred square feet and a you know two hundred foot lot to mow in the summertime. He's just he's just jealous of the. Have space you sold your house yet? Yeah, it's sold. It's done. Oh, you should be happy. I, 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 well, I'm not happy. I'm kind of. I'm, I'm happy. Did enough. you take a pay? Did you take a pay cut? Or a, no, we did all right. We did all right. Yeah, not not quite what we'd hoped, but we we're okay. Right. Not, That's because the pie homeless. business, the empire. Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. That's who we're talking to right <laughs> the now. Pie man, Jarms, we're happy that you're happy. Okay, I was more concerned about you, B. It's tough today. You, you seem a little bit low energy because you're still sick as well. So we need to get back in a tent and have some drinks. I'm also down that you know the legend that was Jack Relish returned to Villa Park. He gets on the pitch and he just wanted to burn them. And he gets booed. you know. It was a mixed reaction. There were some claps, but it seemed as though the booze kind of outweighed it. Actually, I wondered if Pep Guardiola, how long Pep Guardiola thought, you know, sat on the idea of how much to use him. Because I think he could have walked into the, the that squad and matched up very well against uh, Stevie G's Aston Villa. I think that would have been a, a great setup. But being at that ground, that game, how emotional it could have been if Pep just thought, no, I might not use you at all. And then the longer it went, I didn't think we'd see him until City needed to secure the win, and they put him on at the end. It looked like they might steal an insurance marker. Fans are fickle, aren't they? Fans are fickle. Now, now they're just now they're just out and out jealous. That's what it is. Fans want to move on, and you know, on paper, with the additions of Leon Bailey and Emi Wendia, who's wearing the number ten shirt now, looked like Villa would be okay. And here we are, thirteen games into the season, fourteen games in, and they have a, a new manager because things didn't work out. So. I really like the fight that they're putting up under Stevie G, though. I'll tell you that. There's my excitement level up for that. That's got to be the most enjoyable loss I've watched Aston Villa put put out in a long time because they really stuck. You got to see where they are after ten. Give them ten games. Ten ten games or a dozen games. Well, I'm not saying he should be the new England manager. I'm just saying that Stevie G's reinvigorated this team, and they're a side that can fight and compete against a you know not just a a beleaguered and battered down Manchester United, but they gave Manchester City a run for the money on Wednesday, and I was pretty happy to see it. Yeah, but can they fight like Craig's dad? Wham 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 wham. Look, good old Lauren. I want to promo just before we go. The uh, we got two shows left. I, I think in this. Two, two more shows in the tent. Not saying we we don't know how many we're going to do over the holidays, but uh, the the Christmas slash holiday show is going to be a quiz. So we're going to be, JC and I are going to act as the quiz masters, and it'll be Charms and B, the broadcasters, versus Craig and Danny Dicchio, uh in our year-end quiz, which will be pop culture, football, Slash soccer and anything else that JC and I we might play name that tune. We may ask some uh, some other sports related name questions. Tune. Name yep. that smell. So, are anyone listening? You're going to get uh, a full hour to two hours of ridiculousness, and we invite you to listen in. Follow our socials, please. Like, tweet, retweet all of uh, B's hard work. I know he likes uh, Cristiano Ronaldo a little too much. I see it, but uh, you know he's a young kid. We're just we're letting him run a little free right now. I gave Messi his due. <laughs> I gave that seventh heaven Ballon d'Or winner his due on Monday. By the way, about this this quiz, I have got very little faith in my own ability in quizzes, but there's no way that we don't win this. Right? But here's the here's the thing too: is that everyone listening out there and all the fans of Footy Prime, we want to know what you want to quiz the guys on. So Quizmaster Dan and I would like to know questions from the listeners because but, you guys probably have some dark horse stuff that we never would even think of. Yeah, but how will how will you how will they communicate it to you guys without us seeing it? Social. Well oh that's true. Oh rats. I never thought of that. Well that's a good question. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> Brighton, Neil Mope. Yeah. Hey, that that wasn't a Brighton question on my part. <laughs> Well, listen. Uh, we should probably call it quits. Um, uh, JC, though, can you can you dance us out? You know, do your your groin mic dance again? It, it's uh, a Richard Simmons so look. You know what? You guys are ready. I'll take. Oh, yeah, us we're home. ready. Let's give her. Here we go. Hey guys, this is a lot of fun. Girls too. This is really great. Footy Prime is great. So everybody, get up and dance a bit because it's time to get things going. But it's time to have a nap now because Brandon's a little bit sick and. 
James has to go burgle a house, and Craig's gonna fight a man for his dad. And Dan Wong's doing the dig, and da 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 da. Thanks for listening. Everybody just dance a lot, and this is Footy from the podcast. What? Wow, we really missed Deech tonight. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 